0: Welcome to the first Fulham podcast of this new Premier League season. We've had our summer break and now we're ready to bring you questionable analysis and chatter on all things Fulham as we embark on our first season in the top flight for four years. My name is Morgan Calton, and I'm delighted to be back in the hot seat as we head into the next nine months or so of what promises to be if our transfer dealings are anything to go by an exceedingly exciting season of football. Uh, I'm of course joined by two fine co-hosts, uh, returning to the squad on a new and improved Premier League contract. Uh, I'd like to welcome back Matt Dom.
1: Hi, Morgan. Great to be back.
0: You feeling? You feeling fit? You're raring to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lovely uh, promotion, wage rise. Uh, what can be better?
0: Did you go partying in Vegas for a, a few weeks as well.
1: Oh well, I, I tried, but you know they they keep me out
0: <laughs> and drying out drying out in time for this new season um and uh, having come in as trialist a at the end of the last season uh, i'm delighted to welcome on a full full-time contract uh mark wyatt hi mark
2: <laughs> hi Morgan. how's it going
0: yeah not bad great to great to have you here it's our first thank you very together. much great
2: to be here
0: um and yeah i guess you know we you know we kick straight into it i mean uh, thanks to some uh, well-timed business down at Motswap Park, there is uh, really only one place to start. Uh, Mitro is back. And, you know, for our usual undisclosed fee, we have him on a five-year contract. I think it's a fairly universal sense of happiness on this one. I mean, Mark, kick us off. What, what are your thoughts on this?
2: I mean, I think most of us knew that this deal would, would kind of get done and 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 we were all hoping and praying that that we'd finally get it over uh tony khan mentioned on uh, on twitter that he'd said he'd whispered something in Mitro's ear uh right after the full-time whistle saying you know we we do want you back and the, the one thing i was most interested in was was a when it would get done and b the price i mean we had quite a few numbers thrown around didn't we i mean we started at around 15 16 then we were told newcastle wanted 18 now we're looking at maybe 20 and, and even sky sports uh this morning were suggesting that it could rise to up to 27 so I, d- I don't know where exactly or how much we're paying for him but to be honest at the moment i don't really care i'm just happy we've got him a five year deal is is fantastic in my opinion as well and i'm just excited for him to link back up with the squad and, and you know show us what he can do well we already know that he can score goals for us. So long may it continue, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to the transfer fee, there's a reason they always sort of do them as undisclosed, I think. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the whole, actually what the whole point of the undisclosed thing. I think it's something to do with the stock market or something like that. But in this case, I think the final fee will definitely vary on who you ask. And we don't really need to know, do we? I mean, we got our man. We know that there is, you know, ridiculous money flying about in the Premier League these days. And if he comes in, scores the goals, and sort of adds the you know adds a lot to our team, as we know he can. I don't think we really care how much it is, Matt. I mean, what's your thoughts on the price? Any uh, any further insight into it, or are we just sort of going uh, along with the fact that we've just paid a good amount of cash for him?
1: Yeah, and no, I mean, before before the summer, it was I said anything in the region of twenty million. I think has got to be a good deal. You ask Newcastle fans, and it's. 27 million which you know that that's a real stretch um especially that's, that's, that's totally exactly it's, it's money yeah. in my catcher's pocket anyway so it's not that it matters to them but you know 20 22 million it's easy to forget he's he's 23 you know he's still going to improve he's proved what he can do and he's got you know he's got a point to prove in the premier league as well he's got some of the newcastle fans are wishing him well others are saying it's a waste of money I don't think it is. I think he's going to fit straight back in. Um, Who else could we have bought with that money? Who knows the team, knows how we play and can hit the ground running? I don't think there's anyone available. So I'm delighted with it. You know, the players we brought in around him as well, I think we're going to create lots of chances, even against uh, better defences. What I really liked about it, you know, after players come in on loan, you often hear, oh, I'd love to make it permanent. I'd like to stay and that kind of thing. But you know, the first thing he said after signing was, "I said I wanted to stay, and this was the only club that that I had that I wanted to join, and we made it happen." So you know, it's a match, a perfect match, and absolutely delighted. It's my, you know, even considering some of the other players we brought in, Mitrovic was was the one that I really wanted to bring in.
0: I think, and you're right. I mean, for that kind of money, who else could we have brought in? It's you can go to Europe and attempt to find sort of someone who, you know, you've scouted and costs us 10 million or something like that. But we know with Mitro that he fits within the team. And that is so key to a team who's coming up uh, from the championship to be comfortable with the players in their squad. And obviously you're going to bring in new players, but you need to have at least, you know, a few who are the backbone of the team, who know how the team want to play and know the players around them. We haven't got time for gelling in we need to sort of uh, you know hit the ground running and i think having a player like mitro back in the team on a full-time contract is key to making sure that we start the season in the best possible way mark so what do you think will change for mitro uh, now that he's full-time in the in the squad do you think do you think he'll just blend back in as if it was sort of uh, the championship final day I mean
2: we're not going to be looking at, at changing our, the way we play too much going into the Premier League. I think it, I think it's interesting that we've been linked with quite a few uh central midfielders. I think maybe that looks as if we're we're going to be you know opting for maybe two CDM's, you know holding maybe against some of the bigger teams. So in that sense it, it's going to be more of the same for Mitra I think, you know just the the the, the great hold up play and and especially with uh now we've got Sherler on the other side as well. We we were kind of I loved having Kamara starting in in the playoff final. I thought he brought that, you know, electric pace, and he's he's so such a raw talent. But now that we have Scherler, who 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 will fit in on that right hand side, and obviously Sess on the left, I think we'll just see a, a new edge to our game as well. I think it will be great to have those runners, and and Mitro so good at you know holding the ball up. He can turn, he can pass short and then run, or he can take the long ball as well. So. I think what we want, if anything, is don't change. We want more of the same. And what we saw was was so good in the championship, just hoping that, you know, that that style of play and that fluidity that we were able to, to play with just really stays, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I think if you look at our front three now on paper, uh, it's quite sort of envy-inducing, I imagine, for a lot of mm. the teams in the Premier League. And especially for a team who's just come up and a team who is known for playing football, as opposed to say, you know, Cardiff. And as long as Sess can get used to the pace of the Premier League and the, the style of football that he'll be coming up against, um, I think it should be, a you know, it should be a cracking lineup up up there and we should score a lot of goals. And I think you might also see Schürrle and Sess um, probably switching sides every now and then. Um, there's talk of sort of using them to cut inside quite a bit. Um, I think that could be quite interesting, and uh with mitro sort of obviously he's up against defenders now, which are a better better quality of, of defender, but he's still one of his great assets is his strength and if you can sort of bully championship defenders, then you shouldn't have too much problem holding up against Premier League defenders because obviously, as we know, championship defenders are hard bastards, and you know, that's <laughs> and they're a little bit more i guess. Uh, skilled in the Premier League, but you know, you can still use your body against them.
2: Um Absolutely. We sorry to cut in there, but we've also just I... seen, you know, Mitro's just come back from the World Cup as well and, and he was playing against top top teams there and top defenders and he did hold his own and, and he and he did look like a player. And we mentioned Matson earlier he is only twenty three years old. So there is room for improvement. And and if he's this good for us already, I feel like he's definitely a, a, a kind of player who plays with with confidence, and and when he gets those goals, it, it just improves his game, you know, tenfold. So, hopefully, if we can start the season well and and get off to a good start, then the goals will just flow in, like you said.
0: I think you uh, hit the nail on the head there. He is very much a, a confidence player. He 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 will need a lot of uh, nurturing while he's at the club. Um, Slav will be key to that, obviously, and. I think as long as he's always got someone, you know, talking in his ear, telling him that he's, you know, he's the best, uh, he's number one striker, and all that, we will have a quality player on our hands. I don't know if he, he you know, he had the fan support up at Newcastle. I don't know how he was with the, the management team and the coaching staff, but I think uh, having a, a fellow Serbian as his manager, I think that will really help him, and especially in you know when the games are harder. And he may have a couple of bad games here and there, and he'll just need that word in his ear sort of saying, you know what, keep doing what you're doing, and you, will, you, are, the, you are the player who, uh, who we wanted, who we spent a lot of money on, and there is a reason for that. So I think this, this is going to be a very interesting season for him. As you say, he's only 23. He's got a lot of years left in him. We've got him for, in theory, five of those, maybe longer. And so it will be very interesting to see how he develops now that he's back in the Premier League with a team who wanted him that badly. Uh, Matt, have you got anything else to add on him?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's just on the age thing, you know, his, the kind of, his issue was his head didn't seem to be in the right place. He he picked up a lot of cards. Um, he got frustrated easily. You know, that, that hopefully will improve as he gets older. And as we've seen already, with the right manager, uh, he's already cut that out of his game uh, to a certain extent barring the kind of elbow against Tim Cahill. Um, But I think, you know, the (laughs) (laughs) The, the fact is, you know, the way Benitez plays, his defensive style of football doesn't suit him. The way Slav wants to play, creating lots of chances, getting him in the box does suit him. And I think we'll see. We'll, We'll have the best of his years.
0: I think one of the things obviously that Slav has played in the past, obviously, which is possession football, one of the things we're going to have to get used to is not having quite that level of possession that we've had against um the championship teams so it will be interesting to see how we get used to the fact that we're not getting 60 65% of the ball in every game that may if that may affect um him it may affect the team overall but i think it'll just it'll be one of those sort of adapting to the new league will be uh, will be an interesting thing to see and apparently sort of against uh, bilbao on saturday um, although you know it was only a 45 minute game, you saw how a team that uses possession football against us would, you know, we'd have to sort of play in a slightly different manner. And hopefully, it won't affect Metro that badly. But you know, it will be something that is slightly different to playing the lights of, you know, Burton or Sunderland or whatever. So that that will be an interesting fact, I think. Moving on from, I'm not sure we'll come back to it because it is the news of the day. It's the news that we've wanted all transfer window. But our next stop on the uh, on the transfer saga is uh, Mawson from Swansea. We apparently in advance nego- uh, negotiations with uh, Swansea and with him. Mark, what do you think of this signing potentially?
2: I mean, I'm incredibly excited by it. I, I managed to see um, Mawson play. I'm sure you guys did as well. Quite a lot when he was uh, at Swansea in the Premier League, and and he does look like a a, a good player. I mean, I saw a um, a great clip of him uh, recently, and and just firing out balls to the right wing. So Andre Sherlo, if he does sign, will really be enjoying that. Just, um, I think he looks composed. You know, he's he's still uh, he's still got age on his side. He's only 24 um he has just come back from or he is still coming back rather from a, a knee surgery so whether he'll be fit in time for the start of the season remains to be seen um but if we can get this deal done then then yeah i i'd be so happy and the the way that the um the recruitment process is going at the moment we especially since uh, since slav has kind of taken a more of a front seat in the negotiations uh, since january it is looking more and more likely you know we're going for the Kind of experienced or established Premier League players where we can, and obviously mixing that with a few foreign imports. But but seeing someone like Morrison who has just dropped down into the Championship as well, so he he'd be looking to come back in, and I do think we're a really good fit for him because he is very similar to um, to Harry Maguire in the way that he likes to pass the ball out and likes to play football. And I think if we can get him sitting alongside uh, Tim Ream, I think that'll be a fantastic addition to our defence. So I, I I'm very happy with that with that signature.
0: And Swansea fans seem to be um, uh, saying that he was one of the few players that could hold their head up high after last season. Obviously, as a defender and being part of a team that got relegated, you're going to feel the brunt of the blame for that happening. uh, Because you've obviously conceded enough goals that has seen your club go down. But I think even though they got relegated, I think he still made it into the England squad during that season which is a it's pretty high praise for someone who's obviously playing in a team that is substandard uh, for the most part. So I think we can safely say that with a, um, you know, if he is playing in the right team, which hopefully we will be, he could be a cracking signing. And if Ream continues to um, play like he did last season, I mean, that's a, that's a good centre-back pairing right there. Matt, what's, uh, what's your view on him?
1: Yeah, I mean, when we discussed at the end of the season... Um, about players that we might look at from relegated teams. I'll be honest, Mawson was, I didn't think it was worth considering because I had him down for a, a top eight, probably a top six team. Certainly, I would would have thought, you know, one of the Europa League teams would come in for him. If we can get over the line, then it'll be, as Mark said, incredibly exciting signing for us. I think, you know, another point to make is with having sold Button to Brighton, uh, we're Running low on the kind of English-trained quota players, um, so you can go down the Brighton route of bringing in a third goalkeeper to to get up your get up your quota. But you know, if we can get uh, a centre back in and around the England squad who who's comfortable on the ball, who we really grew into last season. You know, he had a, he had a tough start, but I think by the end of it, he had something like the twelfth highest uh, past success rate of um, centre backs in the league. If we can get that for somewhere around fifteen to twenty million, then that's another great piece of business, I think. You know, and I think it'll really work well with Tim Ream. Um, they look like similar kind of players. I think Mawson might have a little bit more height on him. He's certainly more bulky, um, but the two of them together could could be a really good uh, partnership. Because you know, as as you know, we like love to build up from the back. So, yeah, love for it to happen. Absolutely, it looks like at this point in time, it is going to happen.
0: Well, they, they say his medical is supposed to be happening tomorrow, Wednesday. I'm um, not sure. I'm assuming the sort of the finer details of the deal have been worked out first. Um, obviously, the, the, medical, uh, the medical will be, I imagine, quite intense for him because of the injury that he's had over the last few months. So that could be one of those things you have to keep Let's an just eye say on. say he hasn't got a jumper's knee. Yeah, well, that is a real thing. Um, <laughs> 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 I think John Carew's written a book on it. Um, yeah, didn't go well for
1: us last time, did it?
0: But we, uh, you know, if he comes in, I, th- I, you know, I think he was linked with Arsenal last season, um, amongst sort of other other teams. Uh, he was linked with Burnley. I mean, obviously him, him, uh, sorry, Burnley and Fulham were the two teams chasing him, along with uh, West Ham. But Burnley, I don't know. He's he's a London boy, apparently. So when you sort of got offered a move to London or Burnley, when you're from London. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm not. I'm not having a go at Burnley. I'm sure it's a great place if you're from there. But if you sort of, <laughs> only. If you're I, from don't there, think, I don't thing. think the tourist <laughs> board up there are really sort of like you know doing too much. So, I think with him coming in, we're then sort of given the option of having him and Reem at the back, and then Adoy will float around. He'll he'll just be at the club, and I think Jallo will be there. You know, just sort of you know doing what Jallo does best, getting into photos. <laughs> Um, you know, occasionally <laughs> appearing in sort of reserve matches, just generally smiling. You know, he looks, he doesn't and care. There's one who
1: used to play for Real Madrid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so where did you sign from? Lugo. Don't know who that is. They're like Real Madrid, <laughs> <laughs> but, but not quite as good. So, yeah, I think that would be a great signing. And that kind of just, I, our defence is one of those things that you kind of, we, at the end of the season, when the lone players left and Fred left, you go on the, the official website and I've got more sort of defenders in my 5 side team than we had in our squad. <laughs> and I think, you know, you bring in, bring in Mawson, we bring in the left back, Touchwood. it will be uh, Matty Target. He's liking all the Twitter posts by Fulham at the moment, uh, which is a good sign. It's the, it's the, it's the official sign that he wants to sign. Yeah.
2: How very 2018
0: of us to say that. <laughs> <ain't>? <laughs> we don't know we've even made contact with him. He could just be liking. Him. it could be his it way. Worked of for last year,
1: didn't it? That's, uh, that's the track record we've got to go on.
0: Well, he didn't last year.
1: No, Callis uh, was liking
0: oh, that's uh, right, yeah. a lot
1: of things. on. There was something about, I can't remember exactly, but he someone um, s- sort of slammed Hull as compared to Fulham, much like you've just done with Burnley. And um, he liked it, and then upset the whole fans. But uh, people were using that as proof that he's coming back to us, and he did. So you know, maybe there's something in it.
0: Well, I, th- I think it's good. he even uh, he even liked a tweet by someone who wasn't even linked to the club, just a fan. I mean, you know, this that screams of I need to be back at Fulham, and you need to make it happen now. So I think if obviously if the money is right. Southampton will part them because they already have a solid left back in place. I, I, th-
1: I think, I think target will, will be one of the last signings. It's that kind of, no one's really sure where Bertrand's going. Um, you know, they might want to keep him. They might even decide to play him ahead of Bertrand. Um, so it's going to be one of those ongoing ones. And I think, I think we will get him, but I think it's going to be sort of in the last few days.
0: But I think, the, I think we I definitely think need it. to sort that out though. Because I mean, obviously we're playing uh, one of our new guys, um, Maxime Lamarchand at left back at the moment. And I don't Very nice, think he, by the way. Is, thank you. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was predicting an A at GCSE French and I uh, only got a B sadly. I uh, I spoke Spanish too much in my oral which was you know a little bit confusing. <laughs> um, and he's what well, he's more of a left he's a left-footed center back isn't it? I mean he can play left back but I think his preference is centre-back so he's it was a bit like Ream actually back when we signed him because he wanted to play uh, left back didn't he or you know he wanted to play centre-back but he was a left back I mean Mark what's what's your what's your theory that's what on what's happening here do you think we're going to bring in target before you know the last couple of days of the transfer window um, or do you think I mean
2: a... I'd absolutely love to sign him I thought he was fantastic and and Obviously, being so young, he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of time ahead of him. And being English, like we said, he fills out the quota. Honestly, I can't see it happening. I mean, Ryan Bertrand is—I think he's twenty-eight uh in my head Ryan Bertrand's always been a a 21 year old prospect but I I did some I did have a look online recently and I I noticed he was 28 and Southampton fans they and and the club they do really like Matty Target and he was given to us on loan with the sole intention of you know giving him game time you know with with the idea that he would eventually you know succeed Bertrand in that role so I mean, I know we were kind of sniffing around him at the start of the window and we kind of got snubbed off as if to say, you know what, you're never going to get him and and all this added interest that we've had over the last couple of days, you know, maybe it will lead somewhere and but I don't want to get too caught up in it. I mean, we've had links also with with Kieran Tierney, which again, I really can't see happening. I think he's. Uh, a Champions League quality player and not to say that we couldn't attract that, that, that level of player but again I think he's very settled at Celtic you know uh, he's, he's playing good football under Brendan Rodgers and, and he plays an awful lot as well so it's uh, it's going to be a difficult one I think I know we were looking at one of the fullbacks from Lille um, Kevin Mal- Malcuit I, I haven't got quite the French accent you do there <laughs> but I, I know we were looking at him and, and he's he made something like the second most assists in in Ligue R. Uh, just behind Danny Alves last year for Lille. So I think he could be, you know, an interesting one. He can play on both the left and the right as well. But as far as target is concerned, I mean, I'd love him to come, but I, I, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here.
0: And I'd, I'm really not sure if he will come. No, it's good to, it's good to play devil's advocate. Down, really. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop being so rational, Mark. You'll never get anywhere in this life. <laughs> rational like that. But you're right. I mean, it would seem somewhat short-sighted to sell, him, to sell him unless they got the money that they were, you know, that they were hoping for him. Um, and I think they keep pushing us up. I think we came in originally with 5 million and they essentially told us where to shove it. Um, and then it went up to maybe 8. And I think we we're probably pushing for more 10 to 15. And, you know, I, I, I loved Maddie Target last season. He was brilliant. He did exactly what we needed him to. And I think he would be a great addition to the squad. But it's kind of like, where do you go in terms of you know maximum budget on a player who hasn't really played in the Premier League because of injury. And, you know, shone for us. But as a left back who was very defensive minded, um, you know, that's kind of exactly the one player that we needed in our team last season, and he did exactly that. Would is he worth more than 10 million, do you think, to us? I mean I mean, Matt, what do you think? Do you think he'd be we're just going a little bit too much in the idea of it being a passion signing almost rather than a well-thought-out sign if we go up to 15 it,
1: it, it's tricky i mean i thought before before the transfer window i was thinking anything around 10 million is good 15 uh, it it's quite a lot because as you say he's unproven in the premier league but then he does fit the way we play really well so it's tricky um i dare say we could be a bit more creative with 15 million. I don't know who, but in the past we have managed to uh, some some good signings from from abroad. Um, so I, I I'd be reluctant to spend fifty million, especially if that's what's being talked about for Mawson. Uh, he's he's much more kind of proven than Target is. Um, but then you know, what's what's the value in this transfer market is crazy. So I don't know why to say. I yeah, it's
0: it's one of those things. It's like the prices since we came that we since we went down, even you know, four years ago. We've come back now, and the prices have just gone all over the place. Yeah, we smashed was, our I record twice already. I was going to say our transfer record was like twelve million before a, before the season. Now it's like, well, that's that may just buy you half a left back at this <laughs> rate. Right. And I think they were talking about Tierney for twenty five million. It's like he's, it's he's a Scottish left back that plays in the, in the Scottish Premier League. It's He's not playing in La Liga for Barcelona. The the,
1: the fact is, we need a left back. You know, that is the if we get do get Morrison in, left back is the last remaining desperate position for me. Um so whether it's a loan, but we need a left back.
0: Yeah, I mean there is that possibility that he might come back in on a season loan, because by the time the season finishes, Bertrand's 29, going on 21 again. Um or they then think to sell him to try and get a bit of money yeah. and bring target in after a season in the premier league. I mean, that's possibly an option for them. Yeah, um, it could work for both if, teams. Yeah. And if it gives us our season with a left back and then obviously we try and find one or do whatever sort of in the next summer. Um, but in terms of fullbacks, do you think Cyrus Christie is the man to uh, be the starting right back for us? I mean, Mark, what's your thoughts on it? Because I know he's half decent but I'm not overly convinced that he is the right man to be a Premier League starting right back.
2: Now I've actually been really impressed with, with Cyrus Christie in, in in the moments that he has uh, played for us obviously last season and also in the friendlies I, I think although he doesn't have the pace that, that Fredericks had and um, I, I really think he he understands the position well and I think slotting into a uh, into a back four with the experience that, that hopefully, you know, Mawson and, and Reem will be able to lend. I, I think he could be actually a, a, an underrated addition to the starting 11. I think hopefully after a few games, we'll start to realise that he is actually, you know, uh, a, a Premier League level right back. I mean, obviously people are going to have their doubts because he hasn't really had a full season uh, under his belt last year. And he is going to be, you know, going into the team as, as kind of, almost like a new signing as such. But I I really think, you know, the the way he passes and and his position, especially, I mean, Fredericks was fantastic at going forward and and getting up the field and crossing and and giving assists. But sometimes he, you know, he lacked that know-how. He developed it towards the end of the season, I think, a little bit more, Uh, you know, tracking back and understanding that, you know, you you don't always need to sprint up the, the byline just to, you know, you have to get back sometimes as well. But I think Christie has a kind of balance in between him. And, I was talking to a, a, another Fulham fan recently, and we both kind of said, you know, you don't, you don't get, you know, he's had thirteen, fifteen uh, Republic of Ireland caps, and you don't get that if you're not half a half a good player, you know what I mean? So, I, I do think he's got a, a a good tactical know-how, and I think honestly he could be a, a a solid starting right back for us. I really do.
0: Well, I hope he is because I think with him at right back, and that gives. Stephen Cessignon the chance to be our backup right back, which I think would be great. Um, and it would seem a bit of a shame if we had to bring in another one because then obviously Christie would be our backup right back, and we'd have whoever came in as starting right back, and that would push push um, down to third choice. And I think you know, with a position like that, it would be good to sort of you know try and blood uh, Stephen in to see if he can sort of you know get some game time, even sort of in the cup games. Um, and maybe sort of the odd sub appearance here and there, um, but I guess you know we'll we'll see. I mean, Matt, have you, I mean, do you think Christie's are starting right back, or would you want to see someone else come in, or would you want to see Settignano start on the bench to give us a, another option?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not too concerned about him starting at all, to be honest. He's uh, he he showed in fair enough. There were 45 minute games, but the games uh, the other day for the, um, what was that called? That, the, that traditional, cup, the, the Traditions tradition. Cup. That's yeah. it, the Cup of Traditions. Yeah, it was the
0: first, it was the first <laughs> one. So yeah. Particularly traditional. yeah. Um,
1: but t- particularly in the second game, uh, he, he showed really good touch, uh, great delivery. And I think, overall, he's a better player than Fredericks. And Fredericks might be more effective because of his pace. But there's that thing, you know, quick players, they're, they're only one injury away from losing... A yard of pace and without that I think Fred would get caught caught in position uh, out of position quite a lot um Christy overall I think is the better player he just doesn't have that same that same impact that Frederick's had driving down the line um but with with Mitrovic in there who can he can head he can volley first time you know he's got his chest control in and around the box I think what we need really is someone who can do a different kind of delivery. Fredericks went to the line every time, chipped back, chipped that cross the back, you know, to the back post. Um, got a bit one-dimensional at times, but he got away with it because of his pace. Um, so I'm quite happy to see Christie start, to be honest. Definitely did Fred, give him I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't think he got that many. It was no, more cause about. I think, I think
0: he, he was. Yeah, he was always about sort of like bombing down the wing. Cutting in, you know, sort of. Yeah, it's
1: about the space, sort of, created with the way he played.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think he looked more threatening than he actually was a lot of the time, and obviously, with his style of play, that did obviously leave him further upfield a lot of the time, um, and maybe Christie will be slightly more reserved in the same way Matty Target was, um, and you know, which is probably what we'll need because I think we spoke about this towards the end of uh, at the end of last season um, that if you leave any position exposed at the back in the Premier League you will get punished and that's kind of the step up from the Championship is that you know the mistakes will be punished you know uh, most of the time and I think having maybe someone like Christy who's slightly more uh, defensive minded than Fred I think you know it could be it could be a blessing that Fred went off to West Ham mainly if he causes West Ham more damage
1: yeah there's certainly not a great deal between them I don't think
0: no, and well, I think because we've been linked with a few right backs, but perhaps Slav has not really got that at the top of the list. And obviously, uh, centre back and left back are our number one, number one and two targets. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Really, uh, we're looking at the sort of the rest of the team. We've got, I would say, a fairly solid midfield. Now, now we've got um, Seri in there. Um, so you've got to you've got to imagine right now our starting midfield three is Surrey, Kearney and McDonald. Um, do you see a place for Steph Joe, Mark, or do you think he's definitely destined for the bench?
2: Um, I, I do think he's definitely destined for the bench because I don't think he offers uh, quite what McDonald does uh, in that kind of uh, central area. And naturally, he won't get ahead of Seri or Kearney. We know that already. So it is just whether he could go, go in there instead of Kevin McDonald, which... Personally, I can't see. Obviously, McDonald's just signed a new two-year contract and we are still being linked with with other centre-mids. You know, uh, Hector Herrera from Porto, we've been looking at maybe bringing him in and um, Rodrigo uh, Bataglia, I believe it is, from Sporting as well. We were looking at him as well. I mean, there are people suggesting that maybe Steph Joe is on his way out, which I think it would be a shame to see actually because I, I have liked him and at, and at times as well, he's he loves the club, it's clear to see, and, and he just provides you know that bit of fire and you know maybe um the, the the sly yellow card is needed every now and again from him and, <laughs> and he likes a time waste and we all know that as well so i i, I think i don't think he's starting 11 um I, but i think if perhaps we don't go on to sign any of these other midfielders that we're, we're being linked with i would be okay with him being you know a backup i i still would definitely like to see us sign someone else because i I think the midfield starting is good, but I, I think we need that—that that, you know, if, especially if we're playing three midfielders, central midfielders. We, I still think we need that extra player. But I'd be happy if Steph Joe stayed and 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 still, you know, made the odd appearance here and there. And because I, I really like him at the club, I honestly do.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's—I I really, I liked him. I know he got a bit of slag, um, got slagged off last season a bit for some of his play. Um, his shithousery was outstanding in some cases um I don't know if some of those yellow cards would be red cards in the Premier League I think the referees might just go um what the hell was that (laughs) just give you sort of (laughs) yeah violent conduct uh, conduct I think for a lot of those um K-Mac I mean yes I think he'll probably be starting unless I think he's probably still drying out from his summer holidays um he he had a good time that's a you know i think the fact he was rewarded with a two year contract after spending the you know the previous month on the Um uh, is you know it's not bad not bad business for him there's talk of him possibly dropping back into uh, the center back role um i think that's probably unlikely our midfield options at the moment i mean you know i'm just looking at the uh, the official website and uh ibrahim sese is there um i think we could probably rule him out um <laughs> Niskan nice, nice Cabano. He's he's listed down as a midfielder, but I think you know he's one of the front uh, three if ever he's going to play. Um, so we are definitely going to have to throw in a sort of you know one or two, two more signings. I mean, Matt, have you got any preference on who you'd want to see? Would you want to see another defensive midfielder come in, or would you want to see someone slightly more um, creative than that? Or do you think we're fine with what we've got in that respect?
1: Yeah, I think I think creativity. We're you know we've we've got it on the mark with Scherler and. Kearney and Seri, you know, they're gonna create a lot of chances. Um McDonald's, I love I love Steffi Hansen. Before before last season, well the season before last when it looked like we might go up through the playoffs, I said I thought he was probably our most Premier League ready player um at that time. Last season you've got to remember he he did he was carrying an injury for most of it, if I if I remember rightly. Um that he he we delayed his surgery he needed something to be done but he played the whole season anyway and he still ended up as a high as a sister if I'm not mistaken so I'm a big fan of Steph um I wonder if it's McDonald who I've got the doubts about to be honest he's mm. I don't know if he's going to be quick enough he, get, he gets I, I... away with the championship but I'm not sure in the Premier League I think he's going to get skinned quite a lot and I love him he's a leader on the pitch but I'm not sure he's going to be good enough. And now I wonder if, if Seri might. We, we we could see Kenny, Johansson, and Seri with Seri dropping deeper, um, not playing the same role that McDonald plays, but perhaps being creative from deep. I wonder if that is an option that Slav might be thinking about, especially um, against some of the lower half teams. Um,
0: well, I wonder if he might sort of. Uh, what I've sort of been thinking was that maybe um McDonald was gonna drop slightly deeper. So he was not that far in front of the back two, um, but not quite as far upfield as the um the other two. So that if he was outdone for pace, you know, the defence were right behind him. Um because I think he still has that enforcer role. Um, you know, Seri's not big, um, so he can't really sort of fill that. Um he's more of the sort of box to box type midfielder, I think. Um not that I know a huge amount about him to be honest. Um quite looking forward to seeing him. Um and I think, see, Kearney's the creative creative force. Uh, I think you do need that kind of, that player, especially in, you know, when we do have such an attacking team, you do need that bulldozer who is just going to take out sort of a few players here and there. Obviously, Steph can do that, but he can't tackle for shit. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we've got to, well, at, least, uh, at least we know what K-Mac can. So I think... If we were to replace him, not exactly replace him, but bring in another player, I think yeah, having someone who is kind of a bit like for like, um, so we do have that option. If you know, in fact, he can't quite cut it in the Premier League. I mean, Mark, are you are you a K Mac fan, or do you see him sort of drifting further out um, once he gets found out for his pace?
2: No, see, see, I think every club needs a K Mac. I really do. I think he he's very much. I mean, I don't want to blow his trumpet too much, but he's he's on the manumatic you know he's he's what what we the club every club needs you know you need that kind of player that I think it, it gets thrown around quite a lot but the the governor general on the pitch you know he we saw it in the playoff final we we've seen it countless times throughout the season you know he 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 loves uh playing that kind of captain role as as much as Kearney is a great captain and I do think that he's you know um he was given kind of the role to um to almost keep him at the club at one point. I think McDonald is kind of the go-to in the changing room on the field. You know, he, he drills all the players and and he knows that role inside out, I think. And and like you said, there was a point where we thought, will he drop into centre-back or not? I think, honestly, I think he's found his role perfectly there. And, and to sign uh, another player in that position, just to give him that competition could definitely work out. But like I said earlier, I think that midfield three is... is Good enough for the Premier League, and and I think we will notice that as well. I think there is a lot of doubt around it, but honestly, I'm I'm a huge K mat. Uh, maybe if you didn't realize, I'm a huge K mat fan.
0: You you you, don't, you hide it well. Um, <laughs> um, the, I, mean, uh, I like him back as well. I think I think everyone <laughs> likes him. He's he is a very likable character, um, and seeing him shit faced for you know a good three weeks after the season finished, I think he just endeared himself to fans. He's not you know one of these sort of guys who lives a completely clean living. I mean, he's Scottish, but it's <laughs> it's quite you know, it's good to see that and then him coming back and, you know, shows you can sort of be an athlete and still get on it. Uh which is great. Um and but one of the things he is, he is the captain. Um you saw him in games, especially when games that we were letting our heads drop. Um I think uh, the Birmingham Way game was a really good example of that. Um in that when we went two goals down, Kearney's head dropped, but K-Mac was there and he was, you know, giving the team, you know, sort of shouting at the team, getting them going. Um, And one of the interesting things that came out of um, Danny's boys Q&A with uh, Matty Target uh, over the summer, um, I'm just reading at the moment, He said, who gave the team talk at Wembley and what was it like on the morning of the game? And Target's response was, Kev gave the team talk. He's a true leader. And I kind of think, you know, the fact that he was saying that in the changing room, K-Mac was given the team talk and he's not technically captain, shows that he has the respect for the players. And he's definitely that person that you do need around the place. Uh He may not start every game, but he's definitely, I would say he's club captain. You know, Kearney will wear the armband uh, or he may not. I don't think they've actually announced who the captain is for next season yet, uh, but he's certainly not uh, a proper leader. Whereas, you know, K-Mac will be on the pitch and he will talk non-stop for 90 minutes. And I think that is incredibly important to have his pace. Yes, he may not be fast, but then there are plenty of players who have made it in the Premier League in the latter stages of their career and have still been incredibly integral to a team's play without being fast. So I think yeah. hopefully he'll still be there it's, um, it's if not... we were to replace it. Though. Sorry, sorry. it's, it's
1: not, not necessarily his sort of ground speed. I just think sometimes... With air speed.
0: <laughs>
1: <It must be laughs> of that he kind of does things with the ball if that makes sense um i was in his reactions so you, you know how i i sort of see and i'm being a bit harsh i don't i'm not trying, I'm trying to be harsh to kevin but that you know that scott parker thing where w- when he played we we were a, a worse team on the pitch but again he is a good to have in the sort of in the dressing room so i'm wondering if um Kemak might, you know, not start so many games, but still be, you know, a massive presence f- for the players. Uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe there's that kind of thing. So, I think well, I mean, another player in that position would be really useful for this, for the squad.
0: I mean, that's how Jallo made his career at Fulham so far. You know, he's not <laughs> there to play. You know, he's there. To, he's there to make people feel good. He comes in, he smiles, gentle giant. <laughs> yeah. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be signing a five-year contract before we know it. Oh God. <clears throat> yeah based on appearance fees though oh yeah definitely um one of the uh so we had some questions come in from uh the listeners and our twitter following um and one of them was uh, from Ian Fenton he said given all the incomings and more to come who do we think may be outgoing from the club um I guess Steph Joe is a possibility I think with our really thin squad I think it's unlikely that we'll be selling too many players. I mean, you might look at someone like Cordy Woodrow or Cisse or Aite. Um, do I mean, Mark? Do you think we'll see anyone going?
2: I think there's definitely the possibility, but like you said, our, our squad is so small at the moment that that it will be difficult to to kind of pinpoint anyone and say, yeah, you, you'd definitely be going. We've seen a couple of you know uh, a couple of loans out. I mean, Stephen Humphreys has gone back out on loan again. Um, But like you said, Cooley Woodrow, I mean, he's been in and around the squad for so long now and and he's very good friends with a lot of the players. I know him and Tom Kearney have got a great off the field relationship, so it would be sad to see someone like Cooley go. Again, he is English, so maybe there is that reluctance to sell him if we're trying to reach our quota as well. Uh, The only other players I can think of that that could go are, you know, Ibrahim Asise or maybe even Jaller. But looking at that squad, you know, there isn't anyone that stands out that you'd think we need to sell them or we need to raise the money for it. So it's a a difficult one, isn't it? Because especially when you look at the way we've operated in the transfer windows in the last couple of years, we've had so many incomings and and so many outgoings at the same time. But now we find ourselves in in an odd situation where we need the players to come in and we haven't really got that many that are going to be pushed out especially players that have been you know in the monks. maybe that's because of the the loan signings that we had obviously we had Matty Target come in and obviously Mitro who we've happily now made permanent but it it is a it is a strange one I don't think we'll actually see too many go I think David Button was perhaps the biggest person that would see leave the club which is you know I'd have bitten anyone's hand off if they'd have told me that six months ago so and I think that the happiest. He's gone now. Think...
0: Don't be mean to David Button.
1: He's. <laughs> he really plays he's... like he's bitten his hands off, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, th-
2: I think the, the biggest, one of the biggest things I'm happy with about this transfer window, to be honest, is the fact that Touchwood, we've still got Ryan Sessignon. I think that's the, the biggest one I'm happy with. I mean, we can bring in uh, Seri and we can bring in Mitrovic, but keeping Ryan Sessignon was b- the biggest one for me. I'm so happy that he's. Again, touchwood he's he's gonna stay. You watching it tomorrow there'll be a seventy five million bid accepted, won't there?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. just to cover some of our costs from the last uh four weeks. Um I, I don't to be honest, I don't think there was any doubt that he would be with us um at the start of the season. Um I think uh he was so happy to get Fulham up and that was what he wanted to play. And he's he realizes he's you know young, he's still got a lot of growing to do. Um so I think he knew that if he were to leave Fulham it might be a step backwards for him in terms Absolutely. of his development and I think with that comes another year of growth for him um I'd like to like him to sign another contract just to sort of make sure that he's still worth you know 50 60 million when it comes to mm. selling him uh, another you know good season under his belt and we will be sort of dealing with clubs coming in with uh, big bids for him uh, yeah. But I think he's definitely made the right choice by making sure he was still at the club for this season, uh, because yeah. he will start. Um, he will get plenty of game time. I don't think he'll start every game, to be honest. I think um, there will be times where he um, not so much gets found out. but I think he'll find that sort of the difference in quality um, is going to be significantly, uh, significantly different and better from what we were playing in last year. So. I think uh, it will just be great for him to get that Premier League experience, and then when he's nineteen, see, getting sort of closer to the England squad and all that. I think you know we may be seeing sort of um, an opportunity for him him to move on. Um, But for now, he's definitely one of ours. He's not going to be going anywhere. Uh, I really, I think we're all looking forward to seeing him in the uh, in the Premier League. Absolutely. Um, I think looking at you know the other forward options. Um, you know, apparently Niskin's had a good game of the weekend um, and he's shown sort of quite a bit of uh, enthusiasm. Uh, his fitness has been very good pre season games. M- you know, maybe he's not out the door. I think, you know, people were thinking that he would be gone because he wasn't appearing that much. And obviously he got subbed off after being subbed on um, towards the end of the season. Uh, but maybe he's uh, not out the door. I mean, Matt, do you think we could see a bit of Niskin's this season?
1: yeah I think so I think with the this sort of change in defenders there, there aren't quite so many what should, what should we say like heavy hitters um in the Premier League there's still some but there's there's a bit more more space for creative players in, in this league I think um and Niskan's I think we, we'll probably see him uh as the kind of the focal point as playing as a striker perhaps he has done that in pre-season um he's he's been effective there before uh so i'd i'd happily see him around i think the the two you kind of think of for battling for one position is Niskin's and aite really mm-hmm. uh, i think out of the two Aite's is more likely to leave um, and yeah. in fact it wouldn't surprise me at all if Aite say left sise he'll probably go uh, i don't think anyone will miss him we haven't really seen enough of him uh Jallo wouldn't surprise me if he went yeah, well, can we, can we stop actually... that? I
0: mean, there's no, there's no reason to tell him. I think, you know, everyone's jumping to conclusions that he's not a world-class centre-back. Um, oh, I mean,
1: we don't even know for sure that he is a centre-back. That's how little we've seen <laughs> of him.
0: Um, so,
1: I, I mean... Yeah, you know. He did
0: burst the net with a header against Crawley.
1: Apparently so, yeah. That was behind closed doors, though. So, I mean, who's going uh, to I I
0: saw it on, on camera. Oh, OK. I, okay. I had to watch <laughs> it a few it... times and in slow motion to make sure it wasn't just a ball being kicked out the back of the... Uh, was he smiling? He was. He always smiles. <laughs> he's, just, he's just one of those happy-go-lucky chappies that has no idea how he's made it as a footballer. Uh, he's been like Crouch. He's like Peter yeah, Crouch.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. he can say... I won't hear
0: a bad word about Peter Crouch. You know? <laughs> hey, I, I'm saying that we signing it. I think for half a million, that is the best value signing that someone, anyone could come up with. And if you're talking about someone who's lost pace, don't talk about him because he never had it in the first place. And that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but I think as a backup striker to Mitro, I think he would be an amazing addition to the team. Oh, um man. and for such, you know, such a bargain price as well. And he'd come in he expect to play. It, could, why, it would be amazing. I, he's um, one of those players that's
1: sort of just it's just a joke. It's like how how is he a <laughs> professional footballer? Do you know what I mean?
2: I'd I'd only accept him if he scored on his debut and did the robot. That is the only <laughs> time i have ever accepted Otherwise, you're out. Yeah. Yeah, if he contract. doesn't, if if he scored a goal and didn't do the robot, I'll, I'll, there'd be riots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think. And um, uh, looking at sort of like the other options, obviously, uh, Rui Font uh, is still here. Um, I, you know, I, I'll back him, hundred percent until he proves to not be very good in the Premier League. I kind of think if he was good enough to be captain of a very decent Portuguese team, then he should be able to show some form of quality. Um, and I think maybe in the same way that, you know, Niskins might have more space to be creative in this league. Um, I think maybe uh, Font might have a bit more time in the ball. Uh, he might be able to show what he can do. Uh, but Matt, have you got... Have you any confidence in Font being a, a decent player this season?
1: I mean, you can tell he's a good player. You can tell he's he's got a clever footballing brain um, from the p- appearances he's made in the championship. Um, to be, I wouldn't be sad to see him leave. Um, I like the fact that he's always the first up celebrating. But if we're talking about a football player, that shouldn't really be the kind of the reason to keep him around as much as we've talked about Jalloh. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, overzealous ob- celebrator, <laughs> exactly.
1: He's obviously a good player, um, but I don't think he's good enough, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got to say.
0: I guess you know, there might If we bring in another striker, I don't know if we will or not, but if we were to, I think maybe we'd see him go out on loan maybe for a season. Um, obviously, he's, with the what,
1: 27, 28,
0: is that old, okay, fair enough. I, mean,
1: um, I don't think there's a much point in him going on loan either, to be honest. No,
0: I mean, I would like to see him get a few games. Um, yeah, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, that's unfortunate, but yeah, I, think I, think, I, think that strike, I think he deserves yeah. a chance at least. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and obviously having uh, AK in there as well. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. Mark, what do you think? AK, is he going to give Premier League defences uh, a bit of a run for their money or is he just going to be found out completely? <laughs> well
2: I, I, I said it earlier he's a raw talent and and honestly when he when he's when i found out he was starting in the playoff final i was so excited and i thought i, I like it i like the way he plays and I, he like we said with um th- uh what's his name earlier jallow he plays with a smile on his face and he he does want to attack 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 and maybe he's not as you know technically gifted as as some of our other options but we've seen it before you know he he goes for the audacious he's he's quick he's skillful as well every team needs that player who who you don't know what they're going to do when they get on the ball you know and I, and honestly I, I really hope he does well and and i think he could be a really important player for us if if we can bring him off the bench in the right time and and given the guidance uh, from slav you know he's he's very good at getting the best out of players so and I, I just really wanted him to do well. When he came in, I was so excited by the signing and I, I hoped we'd see more of him in the Championship. I really did. But I think given the right guidance, given the right time and the right love, he's still very young as well. I think he could prove to be a very important player for us. And there's a, there's a reason that he's still at the club and, and there's a reason that he was signed in the first place. And I don't think we're the type of team anymore to sign players on a whim. And at the same time, we're not the type of club who will just keep players because we feel like we need them in the squad. You know what I mean? I think Slav obviously sees something there and something that he can work with. And so I'm all up for it. Give him the chance and, and let him go and attack the fullbacks. We've got... You know, Cessonion isn't the most you know skillful player, he, he, but he's he's just so quick and direct. And obviously, Andre Scherler likes to cut in and you know uh, whip the balls in. I think Ak just offers something different. So I'm really hoping that he he can provide that you know that spark or that that bit of energy that we need in the 80th minute or coming off the bench. You know, if we if we need to make that change, he just gives us something completely different and just a different option altogether. So fingers crossed. He actually scored some goals this year.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, it'll, that, that first game of the season is going to be, I don't know, we'll be able to sort of judge it completely, but it'll be interesting to see how we do set ourselves out. Because obviously there won't be any more signings to come in because the transfer window shuts before the season starts. So, you know, we'll know who we have in the squad. We'll get a bit of an idea about how Slab's going to play it. I'm sure there'll be some tinkering here and there. Um, but we'll get a sort of a general idea of the, um, the framework of the team. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he does just bring Kamara off the bench for 15, 20 minutes just to run at sort of tiring left backs or right backs, depending on where he plays him. Um, So I'm excited to see him. I think, you know, a raw talent is the best way of describing him. But I think, you know, as he gets older, I think he will become slightly more refined. And if he does, and if he's still that size and still has that pace, I think he could be a very interesting player. Well, you know, only time will tell, as they say. and, you know, in terms of that first game, it's it's not far away. You know, it's we've got, I think, 12 days until the game. We've got two more friendlies coming up. We've got one on Wednesday. Uh, we're playing Sampdoria down at Aldershot. Um, and then on Saturday, we have our one friendly at the Cottage uh, against Celta Vigo in the Hosebed Testimonial, uh, as I'll call it. <laughs> um <laughs> I think these these are two games he that hit could the be bar ones. He did, yeah. Um uh, <laughs> it was great. Uh, I, I met him very briefly after the Wigan game up at DW Stadium because um I'd cycled up there and we asked him to sign a shirt and he looked very confused, uh, generally when we were talking at him. Uh, that he was recognized. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple <laughs> of his uh had a couple of his um Spanish mates with him as well. Um so I think he, he never quite gelled. Um it was I think he's again one of those uh, raw talents, so it'll be interesting to see him come back. Um, so I looked at sort of you know um, some friendly results of these two teams. Uh, Sampdoria have played three, uh, four friendly so far. They've won three and drawn one, uh, including a fifteen-nil win against some team called Celero Novella. Um, which seems and that team apparently only plays Sampdoria. And from their three matches they've played, it's currently thirty-nine-one to Sampdoria. He um, cool. scored. They did score, yeah. Uh, I imagine right. it's probably an own goal. Um, but a couple of interesting players. Uh, Sampd, one of whom, Fabio Quagliarella, who seems to have been playing for about thirty years. Uh, <laughs> uh, he scored. I think he scored four in that game, um, which probably not that much to write home about, really. But uh, some, you know, they've got some decent players there. Um, obviously, one of the greatest kits of the nineties. Um, which, when I've watched a, uh, what was it? uh italian football and channel four that always stood out but i don't think i'll be making that game uh, either of you going to it uh yeah i'll
2: be i'll be in attendance which uh which should be fun um i, I always love the uh the pre-season games at the cottage which um wait are we talking about the sampdoria game or the celta vigo
0: game now oh, i one sampdoria. Yeah. sampdoria to start with and then i won't and... be at the sampdoria
2: one i will be at the celta vigo one <laughs> um i i've kind of got like a, a little running uh, a running you know checklist with a few of my friends we like to go to the pre-seasons on a Saturday at the cottage I've done a, a few now and they they are it's it's, a, it's an odd atmosphere but it's always a nice chance you know see the new kit you know get yourself back It's it's been quite a while since I've actually managed to go and watch uh the I think my last game was the playoff final so it's going to be nice just just to get back and get, get right back in the swing of things see what the uh the stadium uh looks like now I know we've had a couple of um uh food additions i've been told uh, and uh, maybe a, wow. even an even a new beer on tap which
0: i'm wow. very
2: hopeful which, which i'm very excited for um there, are there back. any are there any rumors on what it is i uh, i've heard no rumors but i'm looking forward to finding out for myself and uh, if it's anything other than um if it's anything other than budweiser i think i'll hit the roof uh, as that is my favorite football drink
0: but um you drink budweiser
2: as by choice by well, absolutely. I, f- I find it's the uh, the the perfect uh, accompaniment to a to a football game. It's not too heavy, not too light, right in the middle, just how I like it. <laughs> <Stevie> <laughs> on we're we're, we're yeah. drifting I off. Too but...
0: the <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm
2: excited to go back to the cottage. I really am. Yeah, I <laughs> think
0: it's quite nice. You know, it's such a it's such a nice place to be, even when there's sort of there's no one in it, and undoubtedly there won't be that many people there for a friendly. Uh But it's just a you know. Uh, you know, because it's our ground, you know, the atmosphere, even when it's empty, is great. Um, and I keep, I keep thinking, what's going to be my first game I'm going to take my daughter to? And uh, I was thinking, yeah, a preseason pre-season friendly be fine. She's, she's won. So she have no idea what's going on. Uh, but it might be too noisy. I've got to try and float that past the missus, but I don't think that'll. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got two games left. <clears throat> and then the real sort of for the business starts. Um, see next week we'll be previewing the Palace game. Um, seeing where the transfer window has headed and um, sort of just about, I've got to finish off in a minute, but uh, one thing I want to talk about uh, or just say is that, you know, this season we're back in the Premier League, which means that we can all be part of the fancy Premier League, which is incredibly exciting. Uh, And we can have, you know, players from Fulham in the team and you can get Kearney for 5 million, which is a bargain.
2: Um, uh, Just, just before you carry on, if, if, any uh, Fulham fan does not have the uh, maximum three Fulham players in their squad, then I'll be very disappointed. Even though they may not get all the points, I am not allowing myself to ever have less than three Fulham players in my team at any one time.
0: Now, see, that, that kind of commitment to uh, commit to the team, it's its honourable, but, I mean, you're not going
1: to get anywhere. <laughs> but, you
0: know. I, I've started to sweat. I need to check. I assume you both have uh, your teams done.
1: A very rough is a
0: team. Yeah, very rough team, yeah. Yeah. Matt, what what's your team name, Matt?
1: Uh Monica Legwinsky.
0: Nice. Very nice. And uh Mark? Mine is Kenny Kickett. Nice. Oh, nice. good. Um, I've gone with Requiem for a Ream. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Seeing <laughs> as I work in the film industry, might as well film me film <laughs> title. And uh, the last two scenes I've gone for a ream-based uh puns. I think it's important it's important to keep some consistency. Uh, <laughs>
1: Reem's going to play until I... he's 39, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: you're going to start to struggle with your team, <laughs> I
0: had to go through IMDB's uh, gr- list of 250 greatest films of all time to find a pun that actually worked.
1: Control an F, <laughs> Reem, and see what comes yeah. up.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, Full of Focus, I've got um, a, uh, a public league. Anyone can join it. Uh, so if you have a team or you're about to set one up, if you go to fancy.premierleague.com and then you type in the code, and this is a long one, so I'll say it slowly. Uh 792-968-176694, then that will uh enter you into the um the full and focus uh fancy Premier League. Uh, I think we've got about 170 teams in it so far, which isn't bad. Um so yeah, I think that'll be a bit of fun uh, over the season. We'll um, uh, we'll be doing sort of uh, roundups of who's uh who's come out top for that game week, uh, a little bit of uh, predictions um, on the uh, best players for that week. Uh, just so, yeah, keep an eye on it, really. Um, guys, we've got to finish up. But Mark, you got any final points that we've missed out, or you want to discuss?
2: Just that um. I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm hoping that in the next week we'll be able to, you know, have another chat and, and hopefully all of our prayers will be answered and that we'll uh we'll have signed Matty Target and, you know, maybe why not we might as well sign Messi as well whilst we're here. But seeing as this transfer window is going so well, but no, just that it it's been almost the transfer window of dreams with with Kearney and and Ream and McDonald all signing contracts. has stayed and we've brought in some ambitious players, so. At the moment, I'm very happy. But like we said earlier, just get this left-back signed, one more centre mid maybe, and then, wow, I'll be fully ready for this Premier League season. And fingers crossed it can make us even more memories than, than our last 13-year stint in the Premier League.
0: No, exactly. I think, you know, we, we've we invested wisely and in a way that we've not seen before. And this is, I mean, well, hopefully, I mean, we haven't seen them play yet um, properly. Uh, but so far, on paper, we've invested very wisely. We've bought in players <clears throat> with decent reputations, um, and none of this sort of um, filler uh, that we've done, you know, so much in the past. Um, so, Matt, your final thoughts and the final thoughts of the podcast. Yeah,
1: well, uh, I just want to honourable mention to uh, Fabry, who we haven't discussed. Oh, but
0: um, Fabri, yeah. he's got wonderful <laughs> hair.
1: He's, he's he's got lovely hair, and. um, I, I was just all I wanted to say was the um Besitzas fans seemed quite upset that he was leaving, and I was taking that as a as a good sign um, so i'm looking forward to see what he can do uh ignoring his kind of complete failure to catch the ball in one of the friendlies the other day. It was a friendly it doesn 't matter um, but yeah th- I echo your thoughts it was it's been an unbelievable window so far, and if we get the extra couple of players that we need, probably the best one that that I've had following the club or we we've, we've ever had, I would say.
0: Yeah. I think, I think with uh, Fabry, it was like his uh, complete uh, lack of ability to get anywhere near penalties. Um, I was like, well, we don't really need that, but it's, it would have been nice if we would saved one. Um, but, uh, oh, well, I'll hold that against him. Uh, save it for the league. <laughs> yeah. Save it for the league. You know, he's, uh, as you said, um, the Bichita's Bus- Busch- Busch- fans were very upset to see him go, uh, which is always a good sign. So, um, unlike maybe, uh, couple of players that we might lose in in the future um but i think uh yeah it'll be good and i think it's it'll be a shame for Betanelli to lose his place after doing so well um but i think it will be a it will be a bit of a dogfight for that number one spot uh which which is great you know it causes hopefully uh makes both of them uh reach above their potential so uh but on that note guys thanks very much for joining me Um, it's uh, great to get the season started again in terms of the podcast Uh, we'll be back next Monday we're going to be doing these weekly this season as opposed to every other week Um, and yeah and looking forward to the last two friendlies and building up to first game of the season on the 11th of August when we take on Crystal Palace so until next time thanks very much for listening and see you next week Colón